0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome uh, to Topical with Michael Schaefer. I'm back, baby. I'm very sorry that I wasn't able to put out an episode last week. I was performing on a cruise ship last week in the middle of the Coral Sea where they had, uh, well, they did it, they had internet, but it cost 28 US dollars a day for the internet. And as much as I love you, dear listeners, I don't want to spend 28 US dollars to tell you my thoughts on the news i don't think they're worth that much i think they, they deserve to be free which is what they currently are on the app that you're choosing to listen to me on so yeah it was quite hard not having internet for a week on this cruise i felt like an optus customer if you are not from australia optus is one of the major telecommunications companies in australia And they just had an outage yesterday. You just couldn't... There was no reception for anyone with Optus. They couldn't call. They couldn't text. They couldn't make TikTok videos. You got to feel for the influencers who were on Optus, who for 12 hours were unable to post pictures of themselves dancing and cooking and selling their morning routine products to us. It was a terrible day for the influencers. The reason why it took so long for Optus to get their network back up and running is allegedly because all of the staff at Optus also use Optus. So when they were trying to communicate with each other to restore the system and you know, get the generators going or whatever they had to do. They couldn't call or communicate with each other because they relied on the very system that all of their customers use, which is so funny that it's hard to make a joke about. I can only presume that people in the Optus headquarters were just abusing each other, being like, is anyone with Telstra? Who's got Telstra? Is anyone anyone with Vodafone? i'll take vodafone at this point Uh, can we can someone go to the starbucks down the road on the street and log into their wi-fi maybe if we relocate the office to the local starbucks we can use their wi-fi for free and hopefully we can get this thing sorted before the influencers uh, start switching over to telstra you can imagine just how funny that scenario would have been and there would have been, like, one guilty person in the office who is, in fact, with Telstra and who's never wanted to bring it up because they would consider that a fireable offence at Optus to be with one of their competitors. And he might have timidly raised his hand and been like, uh, actually, the, yes, what, Keith? Uh, actually, I um, I'm actually with Telstra. Keith, you're with Telstra? You know, it's a fireable offence. Yes, I know, but I thought I should just to let you know that we can use uh, my laptop uh, my my hotspot in order to fix this problem keith you're a bloody legend and as soon as this thing is done you're fired people went to uh, the optus stores to abuse the staff that's how insane some of the customers of optus are that they went to just your average optus store in a mall and just started yelling at staff being like why is there? Why doesn't my phone work? And the staff are like, "I'm being paid seventeen dollars an hour to lock you into twenty-four month contracts that are exorbitant and that you can never leave." That's my job. I don't know how to. I don't know how to dig up the cables that are running. I I can't fix the satellite. I don't know what's happened up there, but the satellite's down. I don't have any aeronautical space experience. I'm not an astronaut. I can't go up there and fix the satellite. And people are just abusing these poor, poor, low-paid workers who just have to take the brunt of everyone's abuse. That's That's what I hate about these large corporations is that whenever they fuck up it's the frontline staff that always have to cop the abuse. You know, like you remember during the pandemic when, you know, Coles and Woolworths were constantly running out of toilet paper and, you know, heaps of other products. And what would happen is that the teenagers who worked the aisles were the ones who had to face the anger and the abuse and the hatred of the customers. I think we have to just switch it up. I think that, Whenever a corporation fucks up, we, we should have the home addresses of the CEOs. I think when you become the CEO of a major corporation, legally, all of your contact information should be publicly listed so that when you fuck up, everyone can go straight to you to complain instead of the low-wage workers who, let's be honest, and I hate to use this phrase in the time that we're living in, are basically the human shields for the high-paid CEOs who are somehow immune from all this abuse and this tirade of hate. Yet, the teenagers with their pimply faces and their uh, crippling vape addictions are the ones who are getting the abuse from the customers. It's not fair. It's not their fault. Blame the people in charge, which is a wonderful segue into uh, the big story of this week. And of course, has been the big story of the month, which is the Israel and Palestine conflict. Before we get into that, a very funny side uh, side story happened this week with Kmart. Every, the Christmas stuff has happened. We've hit, hit November. The Christmas decorations are out. The Christmas paraphernalia is out. Mariah Carey is back on the radio. She's back, baby. Michael Bublé is being defrosted. It's all happening. Christmas is back, baby. And so Kmart released its... It's got a ham bag. So Kmart has a ham bag. So when you purchase your ham at Kmart, they give you a bag, you pop your ham in the bag. It's a ham bag. I wouldn't recommend putting anything else in the bag. Once you put ham in there, you probably don't want to double it up as a wallet, phone, keys bag. You just want to leave your hand. Just, it's just for ham. And they've released his handbag. And they've gone with a funny little Christmas pun. And they've written uh, on the bag, they've written Merry Hammas. Bit of a bit of a play on the words uh, Merry Christmas and the word ham. Merry Hammas. A bit of innocent fun, would you think? Well... Uh, A Jewish group uh, was a bit concerned that Mary Hammas might be interpreted as an endorsement of the terrorist organization that controls the Gaza Strip, Hamas. They were concerned that people might look at the handbag and think, oh no, that bag does not contain a ham, that bag contains... Uh, Iranian-made missile that was sent to Hamas and this bag endorses the atrocities that we saw on the 7th of October. That's what this Jewish group was concerned about and as a result, Kmart was like, sorry, we did not notice that our ham bag could be interpreted as an endorsement of of a terrorist organization. So we've gotten rid of the handbag. Sorry about that. Just to play things safe, we've also removed all the hummus from all of our stores. All, all the supermarkets have gotten rid of hummus because you don't want to be walking through the dip section at your local Coles and you see some hummus and you think, my God, I had no idea that my local Coles supported the beheading of babies. So, they've got it rid of the ham bag. They've got it rid of the merry ham message. I'll be honest with you, I'm upset by this only because this ham bag could be the one thing that unites Israelis and Palestinians in this very tense time. Because, really, the one thing that unites Israelis and Palestinians is firstly their disdain for Christmas and also their disdain for ham. So I would say to Kmart, don't get rid of the bags. Keep the bags out there because if there's any way we're going to bring about a peace agreement, a two-state solution, it could be off the back of the Mary Hammas pun that you have cleverly adopted to sell some bags. It is a very confusing time for me as a Jewish person. I've talked about this previously on the podcast. Of course, I have a bias towards... Israel, and and I I think there's an important need to have the Jewish state existing. Of course, I see the dead civilian population. I see the, the babies being killed in Gaza, and fuck, that's grim stuff. That's upsetting to hear. It's, it's, it's awful. It's awful. And so as a Jewish person, I find myself very torn between what I want to see here. Of course, I just want to see peace and prosperity. I want a two-state solution. I want to see both populations governing themselves with self-determination self-determination and, and with peace between them. The thing that upsets me the most is that when I turn on like Fox News and I see people like Ben Shapiro expressing their opinions, part of me is like agreeing with them, which is awful. I hate these people. I mock Fox News. I mock Ben Shapiro. But then they go on TV and they defend israel and they talk about how israel needs to defend itself and i'm like fuck yeah that's correct and then they're like israel also has to go in and kill all the palestinians and i'm like well maybe not that much but i like the first thing you said was was correct so i find myself agreeing with some of what they're saying which is very upsetting because i usually don't agree with anything that they say ben shapiro has if you don't know ben shapiro he's a conservative right-wing uh media pundit in the US, he's also a Jewish guy. He wears a yarmulke. And he has shot to fame over the past what, decade or so. Because what he does is very clever. He goes to uh, universities and colleges and he films himself debating the stupidest people he can find. And as a result, he looks very intelligent uh, in comparison. So, he'll go to a university and he'll debate someone who identifies as a tree and they'll talk about how uh, you know uh, Israel is uh, a group bunch of Nazis, and they are uh, Hitler reincarnated. And then Ben Shapiro will, you know, destroy that that position, uh, not because he's particularly intelligent, but more because he's arguing against uh, a nitwit. So, I guess if you ever want to be seen as an intellect, as an intelligent person, just make sure you debate the dumbest 18, 19-year-olds you can find on a college campus and you'll cultivate some sort of personality and following on YouTube and then you'll get invited onto Fox News and people like me will say, you've got some points, Ben. You've got some points. Everyone is... uh, well, not everyone actually. A lot of people are trying not to kind of like take a side in this conflict because it's it's you don't want to lose. If you're a celebrity, God, you, this is such a tough time because you just don't want to lose followers. Like the thing about celebrities right now is that their number one fear is losing a follower on Instagram. That's their number one fear. So they are trying to r- remain neutral, trying to remain bystanders to the conflict, trying to stay out of it to avoid upsetting any people in their in their supporter base. Of course, now they're facing the difficulty of people attacking them because silence is violence. So A lot of celebrities have decided, okay, well, I can't remain silent anymore. What I'm going to do is sign a letter. I want to sign a letter that doesn't really say anything, but it gives the impression that I've taken a side in this conflict. So all these celebrities are are now just putting their names to letters and the letters are vague. They mean nothing. They're just platitudes that are clearly designed to get these celebrities off the hook in case anyone ever says to them, hey, what did you do during this war? And they can be like, hey, I did everything I could. I signed a letter that my agent told me I had to sign. Otherwise, I was going to lose my upcoming role on Fast and Furious 12." So the celebrities are signing letters, and they're all just vague bullshit platitudes. Hey, we need we need peace, and we need prosperity, and we need yeah, everything is bad, and you know everything. We need the world to be better, and they're basically doing like Gal Gadot's Imagine video, but in letter form. They're being yeah, this is this is bad, and we need to make the world a better place, and the healing, and the children, and the children. And we need to think about how we move forward in these times of great uncertainty and love must prevail because peace and love is human and to be human is to feel and feeling is humanity and only humans together as one united in peace can we achieve the solution that is required and we're all reading these letters like what the fuck are you saying this is 800 words of drivel and that's the point it's meant to be drivel these letters are not designed to say anything they're just there to cover the backs of these celebrities who don't actually want to say anything but want to give the impression that they did which is why i'm sick of people turning towards celebrities for their opinions on anything you can't trust the opinion of someone who has something to lose A celebrity has a lot to lose. They have fame. They have fortune. Often they have millions of followers. They have things to lose. So of course they're not going to tell you what they actually think. They're going to keep that buried deep down inside so that they can maintain their position amongst the elite. So that they continue to get invited to the parties where they drink the blood of children. Of course, celebrities are going to stay quiet. What we need to do, if you want to hear the opinion of a celebrity, you've got to go to a cancelled celebrity. You've got to find the celebrities that have already lost everything. And as a result, they're willing to tell you what they actually think about this conflict Because they don't care about losing followers. They don't care about losing money. They don't care about losing their reputation. They're in the bin already, okay? I don't care. I don't want to hear what Leonardo DiCaprio has to say about this conflict. Because I know it's just going to be some bullshit statement that his agent wrote for him. I want to hear what Bill Cosby has to say. Say what you will about Bill Cosby. But... He doesn't have a reputation to protect. He doesn't have a legacy to protect. He's going to go out there and tell you what he bloody actually thinks. Now is the time to not listen to celebrities. We've got to make it, we, there should be a, t, if you want to make good TV right now, get a panel of cancelled celebrities and get them to tell you what they really think about all the pressing issues that we are facing in this time get a panel i want to see bill cosby kevin spacey harvey weinstein jimmy savile sadly he's dead still cancelled but dead get the cancelled celebrities on a panel and make some goddamn good tv and question them ask them what do you think about the war in israel Which side are you on? How many genders are there? Uh, Do you support Black Lives Matter? All these types of things. Let's hear what these people have to say because you're going to get an actual, unfiltered, honest response to the issues. You're not going to get some uh, bullshit, filtered, uh, fudged, obtuse, meaningless letter that all the other celebrities are putting out there. And that's why you got to actually respect the celebrities you do. There's not many of them, but there are some who are actually putting themselves out there, putting their reputations on the line and standing up for the cause that they believe in. I've mentioned previously that uh, Amy Schumer has uh, been a very, very strong advocate for Israel and the Jewish people at the moment. I would argue that she's somewhat... Lost her mind a little bit on Instagram, but if you're gonna lose your mind, do it during a war. I think that's that's fair enough. So you got to, res- even though you might disagree with what she says, you got to at least agree with the the vehemence and the passion that she exudes when she makes these statements. Same thing with Gal Gadot, by the way, who is uh, a uh, Staunch support of Israel. I mean, she served in the IDF because Israel does have conscription. People always use that against her. They're like, oh, how can you listen to Gal dots?" She served in the IDF. Yeah, because you have to serve in the IDF. If you don't, you go to jail. Actually, there is an alternative to serving in the IDF. This is true. What you can do is you can do a thing called national service instead, where basically Israel will send you out to other parts of the world to kind of like spruik Israel. This is completely true, by the way. So when I was at school, I went to a Jewish school, Mount Scobus College. There were these uh, Israeli girls who were literally just hanging out at our school they were 18 they were just they they were at the age of conscription and instead of going into the army proper they were sent into this thing called national service where they were based in melbourne literally they were put up in a house like just a couple blocks away from where i live and they would go to my jewish school and they would run like informal education classes at the school to promote israel ...and encourage us to go to Israel, uh, visit, live there... ...and ironically join the army that they did not want to join. So I guess Gal Gadot did have a choice. She had the option of serving in the Israeli military... ...or coming to my school and teaching us about the 1948 war... ...but she chose to, to serve in the military... And I gotta say I think that should not be held ag- I don't think you should be held that should be held against her because she's kind of forced to do it. I don't think you can blame people for being conscripted into the army. I mean people were conscripted, people were conscripted into the Vietnam War and then they were sent over to Vietnam and f- God they they witnessed some horrible things. A lot of them did some horrible things and then, they come back and they get judged mercilessly by the public for fighting in a war that they didn't want to ban anyway. They got dragged over there against their will. So I don't think you can judge Gal Gadot for having served in the IDF. What you can judge her on is how much she bloody loves Israel. She, and, and I think you can judge her positively for that because at least, at least, there is a celebrity out there Who's just taking a stand and saying what she bloody thinks. You might not agree with what she's saying and doing, but you can at least agree with the fact that it's it's good to see people just telling you what they think and you can judge them based on that. You can't judge the fucking letters that celebrities are signing because they don't say anything. There's nothing in there to even judge. It's just full of meaningless platitudes. At least when Gulga Dots shows a 47-minute video of the Hamas atrocities in Hollywood to foreign media, at least you can judge her based on that. You can say, well, good on her. She's trying to educate people about the type of violence that Israel is combating. Alternatively, you can judge her and say, this is bad because she's just spreading uh, Israeli's military propaganda. You could judge her on that. I'm not saying which side i think is correct but at least you can say well she's done something to be judged upon as opposed to all these cowardly celebrities who are signing letters sent to them by their agents and i will say this the 47 minute video provided by the israeli government of the hamas atrocities god that's that is gonna that's hard to watch that is going to be hard for people to watch it could be even harder to watch than the imagined video that she released during COVID. It's going to be hard for them to watch. Right now, people are calling for a ceasefire. Some people say we need a ceasefire now because too many civilians are being killed. Other people are saying, no, if you, give, if you do a ceasefire now, then Hamas will have a chance to regroup. They'll have a chance to attack again. They'll have a chance to kill more people. The U.S. has been kind of like asking for a ceasefire. They're not asking for a ceasefire, asking for a pause, asking not for a pause. I really think the U.S. should shut the fuck up. I really think the U.S. has no real credibility on this issue. Only because after 9-11, the U.S. decided... As a matter of policy, to kill most people, I would. I think that was their policy. 9-11 happened, and then America was like, well, it's only fair now that we kill uh, millions of people. They got us. We must now wage decades-long wars in order to... Even the ledger. I mean, after some Saudi-backed terrorists blew up the Twin Towers and then America decided to go to war with Afghanistan, which is not Saudi Arabia, different place. And then after they went to war with Afghanistan, they're like, well, we've made so much money from this. How can we keep the party going? Ah, fortunately, there is a dictator in another country called Iraq. And it's, it's, he, we're taking a guess that he has weapons of mass destruction. So we're going to go in there. We also know for certain he has oil, but he might have weapons of mass destruction. So we're going to go in there. And so then they wage an, a decades-long war in Iraq. So because some Saudi-backed terrorists blew up the Twin Towers, America invaded and destroyed two countries, and killed millions of people. Of course, they inevitably failed in Afghanistan, because the Taliban just got back into power like a year ago. They kind of failed in Iraq, because they created this power vacuum that led to the creation of ISIS and a Caliphate and ongoing war. And I mean, who knows what's going on in Iraq right now. The one country they didn't fucking invade that they probably needed to was Iran, let's be honest, because... Iran is the country that is funding all of the major like Hezbollah and Hamas and Iran is the one country that is destabilizing the Middle East more than anyone that was the one country that America was like no nah, we'll we'll leave that one we've got we've got enough war and oil for now we'll leave Iran so America is saying to Israel hey you should maybe have a bit of a ceasefire have a bit of a pause Uh, with this whole war thing. And I think America kind of needs to shut the fuck up because let's be honest, America, if there was oil in Gaza, you would have been there 20 years ago. If there was oil in Gaza, as soon as that second tower went down, America would have had boots on the ground in fucking Gaza City. It's crazy to me that America... Is acting as like the broker of peace here when America is the very reason why the Middle East is so unstable and is responsible for the deaths of so many millions of people and has displaced so many millions of people over the last couple of decades. America's like, Yes, but we've now we've now learned our lesson. We learned the mistakes of our past, and now we are passing them on to you. Israel. so we think you should just listen to us because shut the fuck up i'm not saying their message is right or wrong i'm just saying they should not be the people who are delivering any messages to anyone about how to conduct a war and how to strike a long-lasting peace agreement guys i can't leave you on such a grim news story as the Israel-Palestine conflict. Instead, I'm going to leave you with what I think is a very, very funny story. So, Miss Universe Australia, she's facing a big scandal right now. The current Miss Universe Australia is 21 years old. Her parents are apparently crooks. Her parents are apparently fraudsters. Her parents allegedly owe $45 million to creditors and $21 million to the tax office because of insolvency and bankruptcy issues in their companies. And as a result of her parents having these financial challenges and having criminal proceedings being brought against them, Miss Universe Australia herself has been caught up in this and people are demanding that she relinquish her crown, her tiara. There's a change.org petition right now saying that she needs to relinquish her tiara because her parents are fraudsters. I think this is unfair. I don't think we should be punishing children for the crimes of their parents i just don't think that is fair at all she hasn't necessarily done anything wrong she's just a 21 year old model it's not her job to comply with directorial duties as outlined by the australian securities and investments commission her job is to be pretty and by god does she nail her job she's good at her job her parents are very bad at their jobs very bad at their jobs they keep going bankrupt. They keep becoming insolvent. Punish them. Don't punish her, who is good at her job. She's the Miss Universe Australia. I think it's unfair to ask her to return the tiara, particularly at a time when her family is facing so much financial strife. They might need that tiara to pay the creditors. Did anyone ever think of that? Did anyone ever think that maybe the tiara will need to be seized by the tax office to help pay the family's bills. Did anyone think about that? This could be the first Miss Australia tiara to be found at a cash converters. She might end up popping into a cash converters over the weekend and say, hey, I got this tiara. My parents are pretty strapped for cash. They owe a combined 60% six million dollars to creditors in the Australian tax office this tiara has 24 carat diamonds it's valued at millions and millions of dollars what can you do for me cash converters and the checkout girl at cash converters will say I'll tell you what I can do 25 bucks and Miss Universe Australia will be like you know what I'll take it this could be the first tiara to end up at cash converters I think let her have the tiara. Let's see where it ends up. It is nice to know that in times of war and conflict and and suffering, just saturating our media, that people still have time to make a change.org petition demanding that Miss Australia relinquish her tiara. I want you to think about that. You can go on change.org right now and you will see one petition that says we demand that israel relinquish control over the west bank to the palestinian authority and then on the very next page you will see a petition that says we demand that miss universe australia relinquish her tiara because her parents are crooks what a world we live in what a world we live in i hope you enjoyed this episode guys i want you if if i can leave you with any lasting message from today it really is to go out there and get that handbag from kmart before they take it off the shelves because i really think that handbag could be the way that we solve this war right now they are dropping like humanitarian aid into the Gaza Strip. I wonder if we could pop some humanitarian aid in the handbags, drop that into the Gaza Strip. I think that that will give the people of Gaza a little, a bit of a kick, a bit of a laugh. They could be like, Ah, oh, Merry Hamas. Yes, that's funny. It looks like Hamas, but it's Christmas, and it's you know we. Sure, we don't, we're not a big fan of the ham, but we can see the wordplay here, and this is very clever. I think that might, if you're living in a war zone, I suspect that could brighten up your day. Just a little handbag full of I uh, don't fill the handbag with ham. I think that would be very offensive to the Muslim population in Gaza. Don't fill the handbag with ham, but you could fill fill it with necessities. Water. Oh. Uh, Food, uh, hummus, fill the handbag with hummus, fill the handbag with hummus and give it to the people of Gaza. God, I hope this conflict is resolved soon because I got to say, there's nothing particularly hilarious about it. You know, I try to do this podcast, you know, every week when I'm not on a cruise and I try to talk about the news in a satirical funny, interesting way, however you want to describe it. It's very hard to find the humor in such a depressing, depressing conflict where you just see so much death and destruction and suffering on both sides. It's really hard to make it funny, but every now and again, Kmart will release Hopefully next week they've got another product on their shelves that will lighten up this podcast. I really hope that K-Mark is like, okay, we're done with the handbag. Now we've got the ISIS pavlova. Just something. Can they do the Al-Qaeda Christmas cracker? Can they release some other terror-related Christmas paraphernalia that would give me something to laugh about? before I give you an update on the human toll and misery that we're seeing in Israel and Palestine. I hope that they find a way to resolve this conflict soon. If not, go out, get your handbag, sign your letter, and if possible, if possible, switch over to Vodafone or Telstra, because I cannot stress enough, I just don't think that we can trust Optus anymore. I mean they had this huge outage and then this is almost almost a year to the day they had that huge data leak. Remember that a year ago we were like oh shit there's been a, a cyber incident and now everyone has our, all these people in Russia and China have our phone numbers and now I'm getting text messages every day saying that a parcel has been delivered to my home but I wasn't available please click on this uh, weird link and type in your credit card information and and upload a photo of your passport so that we can deliver this package to you. Remember that happened last year and now we're all getting scam text messages? All I'm saying is don't support Optus. Support Kmart and its terror-related Christmas puns. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode. And by God, let's hope there's something funny that happens in the next seven days. Good night.